0: Praying in the Spirit, one of the most important things we do as New Testament believers, Jude 20, New English Bible is where I'm going to take my text, but you, my friends, must fortify yourselves in your most sacred faith. You build yourself up, you make yourself stronger here uh, when you continue to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit doesn't give you faith, but it helps you fully utilize and mobilize the faith that you already have. And that is so very, very important. Now, what does it mean to pray in the Spirit? It is synonymous with praying in an unknown tongue. I want to give you just a few verses here. You know these already. We've covered them already, but I want to do it again. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God, for no man understands him, How be it in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Let's look at verse 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So unknown tongue is in the Spirit. That's what you see. These two verses tell us very clearly. An unknown tongue, you're in the Spirit. So praying in the Spirit and praying in an unknown tongue, same thing. All right. We go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 15. Paul asks this question, What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding also. So what he's telling us here is if a person is praying in the Spirit, then he does not understand what it is that he is saying. And that's very clear. So, Praying in the Spirit is praying in an unknown tongue, and when you are praying in an unknown tongue, you do not understand exactly what it is you're praying about. You could get a little bit of a revelation, and really what that is is you're receiving the interpretation of a tongue. I remember when I first moved to Tulsa back in uh, 1978, had been here for six, eight weeks, and I was deeply troubled because I recognized early on I would not be at the church that I had come to. I wouldn't be there very long. I was there for three years, but I, I, I even I wanted to stay for the rest of my life. And, and so I was troubled because I could tell there was going to be uh, a change. So I went to go pray. And I spent about 30 minutes praying out in the parking lot of a local ministry and a great big parking lot, huge area to pray in. And I it was out there in my car, and I, I felt led to go home. And as I was praying in tongues, in the Holy Spirit... I saw something, and what I was receiving was an interpretation of my tongues. And what I saw is that God used that church to get me to Tulsa, but from Tulsa I would have a platform to go all over America with an international ministry to children's ministers and to children that did come about And so that came about that night, and it really helped me because I I, I saw that me coming was not a mistake. You know, it's dreadful when you make a move and you think, oh, this is a terrible mistake, I should never have done this. But after just a few weeks of being here, I knew that there was something that I had not seen, and so now... I know that I've got to do my best for as long as I'm there, and I did. I stayed for about three years, but God led me to eventually step out, and it was a gradual process, and the doors opened up, and I was able to just move seamlessly on out into the ministry God had really called me to go do. But that came because I was praying in the Spirit." When you pray in the Spirit, you're able to dig into things and open up things that were not a part of your understanding. And that's why it's so important, it's so valuable, because it's hidden. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks mysteries, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, divine secrets. In other words, we start uncovering things we'd never even dreamed of or thought about. And that's how God would have us pray. But you can't do those things if they aren't spoken. And this is so very important. And let me explain this. This is why God speaks through, and especially in the Old Testament and then the New Testament, uh, not just uh, prophets only, but believers, and then very often ministers, pastors, apostles. It's important that He finds someone to speak what it is that He wants to do. That's why the Scripture says in the Old Testament, for God does nothing in the earth without revealing it to His servants, the prophets. Why is that? He wants them to speak it out. He wants them to declare it. When they declare it, especially before it happens, they are giving ownership of it. That's the wonderful thing about the Bible. Everything that Jesus did was foretold. Listen, when Jesus was raised from the dead and His own disciples were having trouble believing it, and this is in Luke's Gospel 24 after the resurrection, they're looking at a resurrected Jesus, but they can't believe their eyes. So what does He do to convince them? He goes back to Moses, which means the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. He goes through the Psalms and the other prophets, and he goes through all of the scriptures that told about what the Messiah would have to do. He shows the Messiah would have to be born of a virgin. He shows them about his preaching ministry, that he would be despised and rejected of men. He shows them that he had to be crucified. He showed them that he would be laid in a rich man's tomb, Isaiah 53. He he showed them that he would be raised from the dead, and that's when they believed. But he had this, this had to be declared. Imagine that God would have done this without first declaring it. Well, the same thing is still true today. Even in the little details of our individual lives, God wants to declare those things because we, as human beings, have been given authority in planet Earth. If we're not speaking these things, then they have a difficult time coming to pass. They legally must be declared. That's why over and over again the Scripture tells us to declare. And this is why the message of of declaring the Word of God gets put down a lot, even by Christians, because they don't understand this important principle. They think that God can do just anything He wants, anytime He wants, but God always declares what He's going to do before He does it. And He declares it through a human being because humans have authority in the earth. God established that in Genesis chapter 1. So, I want you to see that that's why it's important that we pray in the Holy Spirit. Now, now this is, this is troubling for a lot of people. I, I, I've met uh, tons of people who wonder about, can I pray in an unknown tongue? Am I going to get a demon? Am I going to get the right thing? And I want to read you something that I learned a long, long time ago. And it is a fabulous, fabulous teaching. And it's found in Luke's Gospel chapter... Uh, uh, 11, and Jesus is teaching His followers about how to know that they will be protected when they ask for the Holy Spirit. So this is Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 9. He said, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. "'Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened.'" Now pay attention to these verses, 11, 12, and 13 of Luke 11. "'If a son asks for bread from any father among you, Will he give him a stone? Will he give him something that looks like a piece of bread but really isn't? Does he want him to break his teeth on a rock? No, that's the implied answer. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Will he trick his own child? By giving them a a snake that could bite them when they think they're getting a fish? No, that's the answer. Or if he asked for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? And there were scorpions in the Middle East that could roll up into a ball and look like a small egg. No, the answer is no. Then listen to this. Jesus said, if you then, being evil or being subject to evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, you wouldn't give anything counterfeit to your children, How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Now that is a very important verse because here's what it says. It says, if you, as a child of God, go to God the Father and ask Him to give you the Holy Spirit, He will not permit you to receive anything false. Wow, that is a wonderful assurance. Listen, when you open up your spirit to receive another spirit from the outside, the only spirit that is safe to receive is the Holy Spirit. And we don't need to open up to demonic powers. When we pray as believers, we have a divine assurance from Jesus Christ Himself. He will not let us receive a counterfeit. That is one of the most important lessons that you're going to get in this month's podcast Luke's Gospel, chapter 11 verses 9 through 13. I encourage you to mark that down, read it yourself, and commit these verses to memory. They'll be amazing and they'll help to you in the future. All right, that's all the time we've got for today, but we'll pick up here later. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today.